Hey, um, hey guys, welcome to the triumphant return of Nick and Lars Have Notes. Yeah, it's been a while. We're here in sunny LA at the Landmark Theater in, uh, I don't know where we are. Pico. Pico. It's on Pico. Pico Street. <laughs> Pico Street. Yeah, you know. Not Boulevard Street. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Lane. There's a lot, yeah, a lot it's of been a, it's been a little. It's been a little while since we did one of these. Yes. But I think, I think that we're in, doing better than ever. Not out of shape of it at all. No, of course not. Yeah, we're doing an awesome job. Lars, what movie are we seeing? Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Yeah, it's, um, so I guess it's it's a stop motion movie? Yes, by Starburns. Yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? I know, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's written by, I think, Charlie Kaufman. I, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who writes, like, um, like adaptation, and I want to say being John Malkovich. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah, so probably some sort of cerebral meta kind of thing. From the trailer, it looks pretty cerebral. It looks very surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, uh, what are your predictions? And I'll say my predictions. I mean, I think I'll like it. I think I usually like this guy's stuff. They're they're usually weird, and you know I appreciate that kind of deviation from the norm. Yes. My prediction is, yes, I will like it. I think that this probably isn't going to be a very funny podcast. It's going to be like watching her and then coming out and being like, hi, this is Nick and Larson. Human life is so fragile. Oh, relationships fall apart. I don't know, man. That sounds pretty funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that's raw emotion. That's yeah. what you're getting here. Oh, man. Nothing brings the yucks like raw emotion. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always laughing and in mockery. Of people with feelings. Yeah, but it's going to be us this time. I know, right? We're going to be crying. Even funnier. <laughs> I guess so, for the audience. Yeah. Look at, listen, listen to Nick and Lars. Yeah. They're sad. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I wonder if we're going to have notes on this one. I, I wonder if there's going to be anything to critique. It's going to be wild, man, because, um, like, we're going to, this is going to be, you know, normally we're seeing, uh, you know, you know, kids' movies right. that happen to be animated. This is like an R-rated adult drama that happens to be animated. Yes. Um, Still so, an hour and a half, as we discovered. So yeah. it'll be a short one, yeah. but, but I think it'll be emotionally powerful. Within that hour and a half, we are going to have to come up with and evaluate the strengths and weaknesses of this movie and then come out and hash them all out and be done before we have to pay for parking. <laughs> yeah, that's an important time <laughs> limit that will make this podcast very dynamic. Yeah. Very interesting. We cap it at 45 minutes, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is real life, people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so just, yeah, was, was, that's okay, though. I think we're, we're ready to do this, you know? We're going to come out of this movie and we're going to be like, this is a grown-up R-rated movie, but we know exactly what's good and what's bad about it, and we're going to tell you right now. Yeah, we are professionals, yeah. if nothing else. We're going to have some really important, insightful things to say yeah. about this movie. Yeah, this is our fourth time doing this, you guys. So I think that uh, we can, I think that we know what we're doing by now. Right. Uh, just remind me again, which one of us said that uh, The Good Dinosaur is better than Inside Out? Was that me, <laughs> or was that you? That was definitely you. Okay. <laughs> I guess that was. I'm having a little trouble remembering, so. The point is, we're both very good critics. The point is that all of our opinions are correct and infallible. <laughs> yeah, just like opinions. The definition is that there's a correct answer. Yes, our opinions are objectively the right ones. Good. So if you're listening to this, you're going to know exactly how to feel about this movie. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we better... Let's, well, uh, did you want to get in? Should we get in there? Uh, we should do the disclaimer, probably. I guess we, yeah. Okay. Let, me, let me do it this time, because your notes are ridiculous. Okay. I was going to read Lars's, but <laughs> here, here's the gist of it. Okay. So Lars and I, as, despite what we just said, 
uh, are just a couple of chuckleheads. And uh, a lot of people put a lot of time and effort in this movie, especially Starburns, where, uh, you know, maybe a couple of us might want to uh, work out one day. <laughs> and it's beautiful. And even if we have notes, I think that what they did has value and what we're doing maybe doesn't. And they put a lot of time and effort into it. And whatever we say is not, uh, you know, God's word. Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a couple of opinions. Yeah. Any, anything negative we get say that gets thrown in our faces later, we will deny. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be no evidence of it either. Yeah. Take this you know, podcast off the air. This, the, you know, like this, even if you could show this podcast to us, like, I don't know what that is. Uh, that, was, that was two other people. Yeah. I don't understand this. Right. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Oh yeah. We were going to do fake names, huh? Like we were discussing <laughs> that, but it's kind of too late. Maybe these names are fake. Excellent point. Yeah. Okay. We're, yeah. we're not, you know. Deep undercover. Maybe you listeners are imagining this whole thing. You know, you can't prove that. You can't, not. you know. As this movie will probably be about, you know, perception is all illusionary. Yeah. I don't I'm know what this movie sure is actually about. This Matrix, like your entire life experience, the dear listener, is just, it's just all in the Matrix. This you're, is probably... you're, a, you're a brain in a jar. Sorry to be the one to break it to you. This is the best disclaimer we've ever done. <laughs> all right. I think we're good. Okay. Let's go watch this movie. And we're back. Great. All right. Wow. So, like, uh... You know, you know, can I let me start by saying uh-huh. that this is a movie that I feel I feel like could have easily slipped by. You know, it's it's a relatively independent film. You know, it's right. not a huge release. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, let me say it's it's so cool that we do this podcast. Kind of gives us the opportunity, kind of the excuse to come out and see something like this that that might have gotten by us yeah. otherwise. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a uh, like, like, what, what can we say about this movie without giving any spoilers? I, we can talk <laughs> about the way it was shot, which I felt was very mature. It felt yeah, like, yeah. like a real movie that wasn't stop motion, and yet stop motion was the only way it could have been. <laughs> um, it was very surreal. It was very trippy in some parts. And I think that the stop motion added to that in a very important way that worked with the medium yeah yeah um you know i'll, I'll say this. uh a long time ago uh, uh i took like a couple of film theory classes under this this one guy that i want to jp gorin um sure man. he's like a old he's like an old time like a uh, french director guy and he talked about how um you know, he, he talked about how modern filmmaking is so much cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts and close-ups and close-ups and close-ups and close-ups. And, close-ups and he, he said it, he said it's pornography. Ha. He says it's just, just a bunch of like people's faces and stuff happening and, you know, and he said that, um, to him, what's, what's so great, what's, what's such a great potential thing of film that's lost is just to capture reality and and just human moments, humans being humans, and and to allow things to happen in real time, and to catch like the little things that people do. Yes. And that was so much of what this movie was was just was just like real life, you know, just just the little, which is bizarre, like to have that as stop motion, but like all the little ticks and the little idiosyncrasies right. of people. Yeah, they'll they'll stumble over the words and they'll have to say it again. Or he'll be like, what'd you say? And he'll have to say it one more time. And the way it was acted and the way it was shot was very 
slow paced and intentional, um, but not in a bad way, in a way that does reflect the human experience uh, in a very interesting way, like you said. Yeah, it, it feels like real time. It does. They, <laughs> they certainly had cuts between scenes, but they didn't cut around things yeah. to save time. It, each sequence occurs in real time, more or less. And yet the way it unfolded was very dynamic and interesting. You were yeah, never really yeah. bored watching it unfold in real time. Not at all. There was always all. something else happening. Yeah. You know, Nick and Lars have notes. I don't think I have any notes about this movie. I really don't think I would change anything. I uh, wouldn't either. Yeah. So, but, but there's a lot to talk about. But there's don't a lot, leave yet, But guys. there's a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So like, yeah, no. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. I think that... When you have an independent movie like this, where it's just kind of the, the brainchild of just a, you know, a couple of people, um, that they have this very specific vision, and it's such an original thing, that they're, they're, and they're able to achieve that with, without you know, compromise, um, is, is what makes a movie like this, where, where it's so different from what you're used to seeing. Yeah. You know, that... that w- how could we? How could we say we would change this and this because there's so little else to compare it to because it's a very original movie. True. Uh, it wasn't a safe movie. There, it was very risky the way it was done. I mean, not only being stop motion, but the story they were telling. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of like Lost in Translation, that kind of like yes! sad longing feeling. That's a really good comparison. Finding a connection in, this, in just this new city. The vibe and the tone is very similar to the movie Lost in Translation. Yes. Yeah. Sort of the Japanese <laughs> theme as well. Yeah, which we'll I, get into later. Right. So yeah, no, I think so. I think that this, um, given that comparison, I think it's, it's no, it's no surprise that this movie is up for several awards. I think. Oh, is it? I think so. I think yeah. Are. I mean, at, at the very least, I think it's up for like best animated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back with what you said about not having a lot of notes. Everything in it was effective. I thought the soundtrack was really interesting in making the scenes yeah. work. The, the whole movie is very intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it goes between, it shifts between charming and wild, like super weird and awkward. Yeah. And shifts between them back and forth <laughs> in ways that kind of keep you on your toes. You're not expecting where the scene is going to go at any time. Yeah. And yeah. everything is working towards that Co- like uh, cohesively, I guess is the word. The soundtrack, the, the way the camera is slowly pushing in or it's pulling out, it's very subtle, but all of it comes together. B- before we dive into spoilers, I want to say like, you know, other other times I've I feel like in our other our other reviews I've been kind of flippant about spoilers, where I've been like, yeah, spoilers, who cares? I feel like for this one, like if you continue to listen to this podcast and hear us say all the spoilers, I think you might actually genuinely ruin the movie going experience go, for yourself. Go ahead and see it first. Yeah. I'd say we can talk about good dinosaur. Oh uh, yeah. You know, it comes out of an egg. And yeah. Yeah. Out. This is, I feel like an important enough movie that you should experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Mind. And the, the, the spoilers, like honestly, anything we say here is, is really Cause, cause the movie, there's sort of a series of small revelations that, that yes. build to the effect of the movie. So yeah, yeah that, I, that you need to experience with the pacing that they intended instead of us jumping around to yeah. the moments, like what's going to happen when we're doing <laughs> notes. Yeah. So, so I'd say like, um, yeah. So, so right here, uh, right here we're gonna, you know, pause, pause it, go see the movie, come back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So three. Two, one. one. Spoilers! Oh, I don't. Oh my gosh! Okay, so you guys, 
Holy crap. So like, okay, so let me say this. Let me say this. <laughs> You're very let me just say like my my own experience in this movie. Sure. So it starts out, they're on the plane and there's all these voices and they're all really like the same voice. Oh. And I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of like, "Huh. I'm like maybe this is the main character and this is just a million moments of his life that are playing over each other." And then he's like in the plane and he's kind of talking to the guy next to him and I'm like, "Oh, okay. No, that's not his voice. It must have been somebody else just being really chattery on the plane." Then he's like in the taxi and the guy kind of has an accent, so yeah. I still don't put it together. Then he gets to the hotel and I start noticing like, okay, like... Oh, the, uh, if I could go back really quick. Yeah, when he's yeah. on the plane, he's reading the letter from a woman. Right. And, and it's, it's a man's voice. It's a man's voice. And, and you could think, <laughs> oh, maybe he's just saying, like reading it by his I own I thought voice. it was his inner monologue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's still like plausible deniability. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then I noticed that, um, also I noticed in the airport, or, or no, when the guy, he's talking to the guy next to him. Um, so in stop motion animation, and this is the way that Studio Leica does it as well, um, they've got the 3D printed, um, basically eyes and up, sort of eyebrows and forehead piece, and then they've got the eyes and down, like nose and mouth piece. Yes. And, and lower eyelids. And um, in, in Studio Leica films, for example, they airbrush out the seams. Yeah. And so uh, I, was, I noticed the seams on the guys, on, on the guy next to him's face. Some of them were aggressively obvious. Yeah. The main and character, you could kind of, some scenes it didn't look that weird. But. Yeah, they were more careful about it with, and, and maybe did some actual airbrushing on the main character's face more. Yes. Whereas everybody else, was, you could see the seams in like the top and bottom halves of their faces, like, like along the edges of their eyes. And, and, um, and everything is very intentional. They yeah. did that to create the sort of soulless automaton uh, yeah. themes that they get into later more obviously. Yeah, and at but first I thought that feeling. at first I thought they were just saving money. First I thought, you know, hey, this is an independent feature yeah. and stop motion is really expensive and you know, they're making they're making a choice to, to cut that corner and that's fine. You know, because uh, you know, it's obviously not doing it on accident. Uh -huh. You know, which is what I continued to think when he gets to the hotel, he checks in and I'm kind of like the voice of the guy checking him in seems like the same voice of the bellhop. And they both kind of talk the same. And they would kind of talk the same and they had kind of similar faces. And I was like, okay, so maybe they saved money like by having like one guy, like the same guy do a lot of the voices. Right. And then, and then like when he meets his old, up with his old flame. Yep. Then it's the same voice again. And yeah. you're like, okay, everybody in this movie, but this guy has the same voice. Uh-huh. And then she's talking to him about like 10, 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. What the hell happened, Michael? And he's saying, did you change? Did I change? Did something change? And so then I'm watching it and I'm thinking, does this guy have some sort of brain tumor where like it makes all voices sound the same mm. to him? It, it's schizophrenia, right? Is that... That's, there, that's what it is. It could it? be schizophrenia. There, there's... I know that there is a condition called face blindness. Right. Where, uh, uh, you know... It, you know how you know how human beings like you look at a, a freaking light socket and you're like, oh, two eyes and a mouth. Uh -huh. You know, there's there's this wiring in the human brain that that is is part of why animation works so well. Is yeah. that we're really raring to you know, project human uh, uh, qualities onto anything that could remotely look like a face. Correct. So, um, and, and the thing is, we're born with that. 
like babies, you know, open their eyes for the first time and they see a human being and they see a face and they understand by instinct facial expressions and emotions and they get it. Yes. And, you know, basically people with, with face blindness uh, through... I don't know whether it whether it's through through potentially like injury or some sort of brain damage or, or for whatever other causes, um, that doesn't happen for them. To the point where, like, you know how you you look at a dolphin and you look at another dolphin and you don't know the difference. It's yes. the same dolphin. That's what people are like to them. So right. they they have to like learn who the people in their lives are by outfits. And like hair, hair color, color, facial hair, like, they have to remember and learn by rote and, like, deduce in each new instance, who am I talking to? Even if it's their wife or someone that they've known for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Although, in those, in that condition, they, they I think they can tell the difference between voices. Yes. At the least. Well, I'm not totally sure. But, yeah, but, yeah, so, I mean, that that occurred to me. Like, did this guy develop some kind of face blindness, but also some sort of neurological condition where everyone sounds the same to him as well. Right. Well, whatever it is, uh, the theme, the running theme was identity. Yeah. And, and everyone kind of being samey, which then made uh, Lisa the standoff, or like the standout one immediately. Yeah, yeah. Because... And, and we wonder why initially. Right, right. But we just know that she is special. Yeah. Because she has another voice. And speaking of, uh, as we noted at the, in the end credits, there are three voice actors in this entire yeah, film. Yeah. There's, there's Michael, there's in Anomalisa, Lisa, and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> credited as everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and that guy has such a generic sounding voice. Honestly, for a little while I was like, it's probably not Trey Parker, ha. but it sounds kind of like a Trey Parker voice. You know, that like that sort of very round, semi-warm, but a little bit fake kind of white guy voice. Yeah. Just super generic. Uh-huh. So. And, uh, yes. And <laughs> what we got with the, the bellhop and the... Yeah, you other, realize other even the women, even the women in the movie are all this guy's voice. Yes. You know, it's not just that letter. It's like Lisa's friend and the waitress. Yeah, every single person. Every single person. Right. Um, and and they all have the same face. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> kind of different hair put over it. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting choice. Uh-huh. So another thing that we find uh, a running theme of is trying to make a connection with someone. Yeah. Which is, it's interesting that I said her initially because it is very like her in that way of people trying to find each other and either it working or it being awkward and weird and strange and right. another, disconnected. Another award-winning movie that we might compare this one to. Yeah, very powerful movie. Yeah, no, and I, I agree, and and uh, I do have to wonder, like, am I being too literal by, you know, a, a, as much as it, to me, evokes, like, face blindness and, and the thoughts of these kinds of uh, uh, neurological disorders, I have to wonder if I'm being too literal uh, with the, with, with the, this movie, like, is this, is this a metaphor is is for, it for finding someone that you think is special? But yeah, because it, it seems like this guy is kind of maybe maybe that all of that is just metaphorical. I think maybe, that's probably more. Yeah, accurate. yeah. Like we're the movie is presenting us from this guy's view. This guy is so burnt out on the human race. Yes, he's so bummed out by everyone around him. He he personally 
you know, everybody's like, oh, you're so smart. You're so smart. And, and maybe he just thinks he is smart and everybody else is dumb or something. He reminds but, like, me of One Punch Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> place in the world. This sort of, this sort of feeling burnt out try to struggle for meaning. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, he's like, he's, to him, everybody looks the same. Everybody sounds the same. Everybody's dull. Everybody's uninteresting. Everybody's seen them before. And, and so the movie presents that to us in a literal way so we can feel that. And, and it's, it's funny because it's like, if it were, if it were not presented in that way, you might look at this guy and see what he's going through and say, get over yourself, man. Yeah. But by putting us in his shoes and showing us this world, it makes us feel his desperation yes. to connect to other people and, and to find some, something meaningful in that. And I... <laughs> I think a better comparison than One Punch Man would be Don Draper, if you've watched any Mad Men. I've only seen a few episodes. <laughs> uh, without saying too much, Don Draper is a complex man who is very intelligent. He's always the smartest person in the room. Mm. And yet he's trying to find himself. He's trying to find what makes him happy and, and connect with people in a way that he isn't really able to. He's kind of broken. Yeah, yeah, which, which definitely describes this guy, Michael yes. Stone, main mm -hmm. character of Anomalisa. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. should we talk about Lisa at all? Um, she's a she, she's another broken person. She, she is. She's really, and you know, I guess they they don't spend a lot of time on it, and you don't even notice it at first. But she does have some kind of scarring on the side of her face, and she wears her bangs in yeah. a way to hide it. Yeah, and it's you would say almost like I wonder if that is something that helps her stand out, except that doesn't doesn't even make sense oh, because, oh, part of because he hears her voice first. Yes. He hears her before he sees her, and she has a different voice. And let me say, okay, another thing that happened. In the beginning, he's like listening to that opera, yes. and it's being poorly sung by that guy yeah. who does that thing, and he's not an opera singer, and I was like listening to that, and I was like, at first I thought, is that another way where they're cutting corners, saving money, because licensing <laughs> on music is half as much if you perform it yourself? I didn't even think Although about that. Although that opera, if it's an opera, might be so old that it's in the public domain. But, which would, yeah. But, but you know, it all works towards the story and what, right. what it's all about. Right, and the thing is, like, he, which makes it, no, may, so maybe it is literal, <laughs> Because he hears that opera and he hears it as that samey voice, even though he likes the song. Well, you could make the same uh, argument that it's metaphorical. Is yeah, because that's just the way he perceives things. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he asks her to sing. Right. He asks her and, to and sing, he, and he mentions many times, or he mentions her voice many times. And yeah. How beautiful it is. Yeah. And we, as the audience, hear that. Yeah. And like her singing, girls just want to have fun. It brings him to tears. It God, was beautiful. Was it I, was I funny, but notes. it was beautiful. I I was like because I was heartbreaking. The lyrics, if if you really do break it down, is sad. It kind of about is. someone trying to find happiness in this world. Yeah, Girls yeah. Because she has so she has so much lack of confidence in herself. Yes, she is very shy, and it. It does seem like she's been hurt before. Yeah, um, yeah. And it seems like this is the kind of people that he finds. Uh, it seems like a cycle, especially with the letter that he opens on the plane from someone else. Right. And that she writes at the very end of the movie when he leaves her. And he does, he, and he does say that he loses everyone eventually. Yeah. And he loses Lisa too. But, but he has this compulsion to just keep trying and uh, do it all over again. But the thing is like, 
it's so wild. It's like he, no, you know what? As, as much as it's like a metaphor, I mean, it's a metaphor, but I think also in a lot of ways it's literal, you know, like he sees the world as stop motion and he sees everybody as having the same face and he hears everybody as having the same voice, even the women, even his own son has the same voice as everybody else. Let's get into uh, how they play with it being stop motion. Right. So, uh, the first part uh, with the mirror scene where he actually starts to, like, his, his mouth pack goes all weird and he starts yeah. to take off his face. He finds the seam, yeah. like, on, the, on his temple. What a great way to up. play with the medium. Yeah. And to, to turn it into uh, the Uncanny Valley weird robot thing under the skin. And that is something that... Uh, people with psychological disorders do like the the classic thing is like peeling off your skin right kind of right um was that in skin or darkly where they, um, he does that there might have been yeah i've definitely oh, he has like insects coming out of him. yeah there's definitely that's that's I'm a scene about, that i've seen more than once in like body horror scenes in movies yeah and it is very uh is visceral the right word like of, yeah, of the flesh yeah. of like the, something within you that isn't what, quite human. What's the movie where somebody just like tears the skin off of their own face in the mirror and I it's all going into the about. sink and then they, it was an illusion and it comes, then they're okay? I don't remember. I know what you're talking about and yeah. I thought it was Skinner Darkly, but it's something else. Yeah. I mean, but it could be a Skinner Darkly too. Like, because there's more than one movie that has that scene in it. Right. Well, the point is it was very well done in this movie. Yeah. Um, subtle. And later on when his whole face just falls off. Yeah. Which turns out to be a dream. Which, yes, <laughs> but we, he already has such a tenuous grasp on reality already. Uh, dreams versus reality is very confused in this movie. Yeah. We don't know quite yeah. what's real, which is great. Although we are shown at the very, very end when, when Lisa and Emmy are driving home back to, back, uh, you know, to w- whatever town they came from. Uh-huh. You know, they're, they're from uh, Ohio, but they've, they've driven to Cincinnati. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're normal. They're normal. Like Emmy, Emmy and Lisa, even though Lisa turns into everybody else at the end as well, when you see them in Lisa's moment, when he's not there, Lisa has her own face and Emmy has a unique face as well. Like she didn't have the everybody face. She had a unique face. Yes. So it really really is is in his head. All yeah. this that's going on is definitely in his head. He doesn't live in some sort of nightmare world where everybody's the same. That's an, it's that's a great point. I didn't even yeah, consider that. Yeah. Uh, so he, him losing Lisa, it wasn't that Lisa got like infected and became one of the Borg or something. And in a great scene where her voice starts to change yeah. from her unique Lisa voice into the everyone else the, voice. The tragic Which the I tragic motherfucking thing. predicted in my notes. Yeah. Which and Boom, it's just and, it. and he did say that he loses everyone eventually. Yeah. But it's really, it's him losing interest in yes, a way. exactly. Like, it's um, him becoming bored with a person. Yeah. Which is really, it's, it's such a sickness that this guy has, you know. And, and you, feel, you feel bad for him. Yeah. Oh, oh hold on. Valet parking. Hmm? <laughs> uh, hmm? Sorry, I interrupted you. It's all good, man. Oh, okay. Valet parking. I'm it's not... around here, you know, with a... Totally sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're not really from around we just got 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 uh you know this is real life you guys yeah we get we get we get interrupted by lost people <laughs> yeah um <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know we were important podcastmen yes you know and we don't know where the valet parking is no um you know I've, if we did we would have told him but we actually don't know yeah uh okay where were we no. uh it's not that she had 
that's not that she lost her identity. It's just that he lost interest. Yeah, and you it's know? it's that cycle he's, that he keeps going. With. Yeah, yeah, but but to, he's like, but it's tragic to him. Yeah, like sand going through but his fingers. He's yeah, trying to hold on to it. Yeah, but it's he wants like, to run away with her. He's like pathologically disinterested in the people around him, and he wishes but he, wants he to be. wasn't, but he is. And it's like it's like a mental illness for him. But, but it's so human to keep trying. Did you know? And did you notice when he's losing her, he's doing all these little things like nitpicking her. Don't click your fork on your teeth. Don't talk with your mouth open. Yep. Don't let you know. He's just like suddenly he turns into this thing where it's just like you're not this... you're not the vision that I thought you were. You're yeah. Not, I thought I could control everything. He's but, he's a control freak. But I, I, mean, I guess it's... when they become individuals, that's when you lose interest. Kind kind of yeah or like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this guy exactly, but it's definitely his problem, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's and it's tragic. It's tragic. This this guy is is miserable because of something wrong with his own head, and it, it's it's tragic. Mm-hmm. He's the one doing it, but it's still tragic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the sex scene. Oh man, I haven't seen puppet sex like that since Team America World Police. <laughs> but it was it was something where the camera didn't cut away. It just let us watch the entire thing. Yeah. Uh for better or for worse. Uh-huh. Uh much like her in that way. Right. Um yeah. Actually, uh, you know what? Her is again a really good comparison yeah. because they didn't like over eroticize the sex scene. It didn't feel like pornography, and it was very awkward and real. Like she hit her head on the backboard. Yeah, She's like, Oops, you're yeah. on my hair, kind of thing. Again, again, very human, very much like in real time. But but then, kind of kind of beautiful, kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah, and. <laughs> I'd like to imagine, like, the Rick and Morty animators doing their own thing. Like, what are you guys working on over there? We're making cartoons. Oh, us, we're just, like, doing some... We're simulating oral sex with the two puppets. That's what yeah. we're doing for the next week. Awkward yeah, sex yeah. scene. <laughs> Maybe it's the fact that her voice is so idiosyncratic. Hmm. You know, she's got a lot of... There's a vulnerability. There's a vulnerability to all the performances in this movie. Yeah. And maybe what makes her shine through versus everybody else is her vulnerability which is maybe why he tends to seek out what what seems to be sort of a pattern of seeking out somewhat broken women yes women women who have a kind of a lack of confidence that makes them vulnerable and and raw and and willing to go along with his madness yeah uh both in the dream sequence and then he wakes up and she's still fine with him being a weirdo yeah, but then over breakfast, she becomes more confident, and yeah. maybe that's when he loses her. Maybe maybe that's his whatever the fetishized thing. That's that's the only thing that he picks up on that can get through. Yeah, him. Interesting point. Yeah, it is. She's very forgiving of him after his insane speech. He, yeah. Although, uh, although it doesn't seem like they talked again after the speech. It seems like he no. just kind of got out of there. He, but her letter was more forgiving than the previous one from the other woman. Yes. It, she kind of understood him, I guess. Yeah. Even though yeah. that was pure madness. Uh-huh. Although he didn't lead her on nearly as much as he led on the other woman. True. True. Which, although maybe that's just, maybe the women that can sort of shine a light through his pathology 
are becoming fewer and farther between over the years mm -hmm. and for shorter amounts of time. Yeah. Oh, that's, an, yeah. <laughs> it's just so, so freaking tragic. You know, yeah. this guy, you know, uh, man. Yeah, no, great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I'm sorry this isn't super funny, you guys. Oh, but man. I think it's interesting. Oh, you know what? We're just going to edit in all these farts later. <laughs> Comedy. Oh, gets me every time. Oh, boy. You guys, this has been a really grown-up movie that we've just watched. And yes, reviewed. and I would call it mature in the way it was filmed and the way the story unfolded. Oh, yeah. And the performances uh, in their own unique way. Yeah, and I, I mean, I guess you've, you've actually made some really good points that there are movies that we could compare it to, like... Uh, uh, her Eternal Sunshine or, uh, or Eternal, Sun Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind yeah Lost in Translation certainly mm -hmm. I will say yeah and know, but, but these oh. movies are, are few and far between we don't get to see movies like this that often no because they're that, so bold yeah we can count on one hand the types of movies these are yeah kinda. yeah yeah um, the way they evoke emotion but are also very funny yeah. I wasn't expecting this movie to be as humorous as it was with like real jokes in it right yeah but they're all they're all like these little human moments uh -huh. you know we're just we're just noticing kind of just the awkwardness of these everyday interactions and it shines a light on it and that's where the humor comes from but it's all very real yes one more thing to compare it to uh, which is interesting because of Dino would be the last season of Moral Laurel if you've ever seen that Oh man, you know what? I've I didn't see all of it. I've seen a few episodes, but you're absolutely right. This is actually very similar to that in terms of tone and subject matter. Absolutely. Yes. Just very it's, it's tragically human little little vignettes. What be started as a goofy thing became this dark psychological exploration of character, yeah, yeah. which I was not expecting with Moral Laurel. I was expecting a little bit more of this. <laughs> but yeah. by the way, so when that taxi cab driver said that there was a toy shop that was open all night. I knew we meant to text sex toy shop because Toys R Us is not open all <laughs> night. Puzzle Zoo is not open all night. Toy stores that are open all night are dildo shops. I, and, you know... I love that he bought the kid the weird robot geisha. I know, right? Which apparently nobody has cleaned. Yeah, it just had liquid <laughs> semen coming out of it. I guess it was used recently. Jeez. How recently did they like you know? Right before he walked into the store, right. apparently. Which, by the way, did you notice that that toy place was Dino's Toys? I did not notice. It that. was Dino's Toys. Of it so was. yes, Dino Dino owns a uh, uh, fictional stop motion animated <laughs> world. Love it. Dildo shop. But so. but then even a joke like the geisha becomes this. That the very last scene is him looking at this robot going through the motions, and mm -hmm. and it becomes. Is every person like this? Like, what does it mean to be human? Are we all robots? What I noticed was that the robot actually had also. a human voice. A female human Whoa, voice. Whoa, I didn't think about that. I didn't either, and I wonder whether that was intentional or of not. Of course it because, was. Well, because, yeah, because all other music to him sounds like the same voice, which is one other reason that it was such a treat for him, for Lisa to sing for him, because he got to hear a different voice. Yeah. than that one voice that he hears. But it, it was weird because I felt like he didn't react to it. No. I like, get, yeah. he was probably, I would predict, so raw from that last experience. Yeah. He just can't cope with or it. Or maybe just the fact that it's in another language and he can't understand it. That disconnect maybe, again. Maybe, like, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how important it was that that was a real human voice. Another distinction would be when he's listening to Lisa and watching her talk. He stares at her mouth. Yeah. Again, when she's chewing and trying to talk, when he's dis 
disenchanted with her again. Right. And the geisha doesn't really have a mouth that talks. Because they had only been eating. Or no, they had only been drinking the night before. Yeah. When she's eating, he's having all these problems with her eating. Yeah. I don't know. It all fits together. I don't know. Anyway, let's. What, what are your notes? Let's get through your notes. I don't have anything else. I, I kind of was already doing all that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we to- touched on a lot of the things that you wrote down. Um, anything, <laughs> anything, anything that you wrote on that wrote down that we have not touched on yet. Mm-hmm. This is a good place, by the way, because we're under this this uh, street light. Yeah, can I so read you can, my notes? You can read your notes. We're doing this at night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just uh, wrote down like it's January, guys. I wrote down. I wonder how far the sex scene is going to go, <laughs> and then later, pretty far. <laughs> I, pretty much all the way. Uh huh. It didn't it didn't take that long. They didn't One shy no away marathon. from nudity. No. Well, I was, it was an uncomfortable <laughs> sex scene, but also as far as sex scenes go, it wasn't very long. Like yeah. as far as actual having sex goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although, although you know, I mean, I've I've heard studies that that sex sex doesn't last as long as we think it does. I guess not. You know, I've heard I've heard I read like articles online that have said that. They yeah. Give like here is the average amount of sexual copulation time in for different nations. Like, <laughs> what are you listening to? Oh, just a podcast about people talking about sex statistics. Yeah. I you do. It. You do get to see old man like like stop motion old man wiener. Yep. By the way. Yeah. Very. Because this on is a grown up movie. Right. Ha ha wieners. But none of it was played up for laughs, really. No, no, no. Uh, but I'm playing it up for laughs right now in this moment, though. After the... <laughs> for the sake of the podcast. Getting some jokes in here. Oh, wieners. All I wrote down for the whole trippy scene where he meets the hotel manager and right. says that he loves him. Mm-hmm. And everything with that, which was probably a five minute, seven minute scene. Yeah, yeah. I just wrote, whoa, and then underlined it. <laughs> I didn't have anything else it to was, say. It was well. You were like, is this a dream sequence or is he slipping further into madness? The answer's both. Yeah. <laughs> because he wakes up and then acts on what he experienced in the dream. Yeah, yeah. I, that's about it for my notes. Okay. I guess, uh, uh, should we jump into, you know, the, the trailer report? You know, or no, I guess, or, or you know, final thoughts. Okay. And then the trailer report and the next episode. Okay. Right. <laughs> Final thoughts. You know, I say this sarcastically a lot of the time, but uh, ten out of ten, that was fantastic. Yeah. No notes. It was great. I agree. I agree. See this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry um, to be so genuine. I, yeah. I like to be the, <laughs> the sarcastic guy, but man, I don't got nothing. Yeah. No. Really. Really good. You know. I mean, it seems like we're just kissing ass on Starburns. But and a lot of the time, <laughs> I can really like a movie and still find something about it that was not working. And yeah. everything about this movie worked so well together and played off of itself as far as the soundtrack with the camera with the voice acting with the the rigs itself it was also effective you couldn't take away anything without it affecting something else i liked it <laughs> yeah yeah i think if i if i had to make one note oh it's that i don't understand why the the robot at the end has a, a human woman voice well that's not a note <laughs> That's like the, the spinning. The top note of is: I'm too dumb to understand this. Explain it to me. There should have been a text crawl at the end that just went like scene to scene, what it all means, just for the there audience. Yeah, for those of you who didn't get it. Yeah, here we yeah. go. I'll explain it for you. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't know if it was just because it was a robot or or if if he had a reaction to that or not. Yeah, it was so intentional that I know that they did it on purpose. So it's up to us to interpret it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree. 10 out of 10. Everybody see this movie. Oh my gosh. It's like... Please l- see this movie. Listen to all these good movies that we compared this movie to. 
that are also good that you should see those as well, but see this one too. While it was visually stunning, I'm not going to call this a you need to see it in the theaters kind of movie. I suppose not. Uh, it was it was a treat to see it in the theater and all, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's not... It, you, you're not going to lose much of an effect, I suppose, if you end up getting around to it later on with like Netflix or Redbox or something. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a date movie, but it, I feel like it's cool to see it with someone else because of the themes of connecting with someone. Right, yeah. Definitely do not take a first date here, you know, because you come out of that and you'll be like, wow, so um, we just watched 90 minutes of people like failing to make human connections. And it's like, how did you like our first date? And it's like, uh, hey, you do know, you want to have an uncomfortable sex scene with yeah, me? Yeah, there you go. It'll be super weird. <laughs> yeah. We'll just be thinking about sing, stop motion puppets. Sing going, a song from the radio uh, for me. <laughs> I'm picturing it. Do not take a first date to this movie. No. <laughs> God, no. I mean, probably better than taking a first date to The Breakup, ha. which is something that I did, which oh, I blame. Oh, no. I blame it. Dude, her, her idea. It was her. It was 100% her. I was like, I don't know about that movie. And she's like, no, I really want to see it. And we went and saw it. And we came out and we were like, damn. Whoopsie. Oh, you know, yeah. We were like, man, no. <laughs> that movie, If go, watching the breakup, you will experience a breakup while you watch it. I haven't actually seen oh, it. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. You know? you. It's like, I just experienced a breakup and I was single. Yeah. Jeez. You know, a bad movie to see on a date night yeah. is the movie It Follows. Oh. Because it's like, hey, don't have sex or you will die. <laughs> <laughs> did I see that movie with a girl and did nothing happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you see it with someone, you're not getting late that night. I think, I think that that might be information I could have used several months ago. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we should do a spin-off podcast that lists all the movies it's cool to t bring a date to. Yeah, and also stuff that will not get you laid at all. Yeah. Quite the opposite. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she changed her mind because that movie. Oops. <laughs> um, it's a valuable service. Yeah. At least an app. What mm -hmm. if we did an app? I, yeah, we'll be rich. <laughs> okay, you, don't steal that, you guys. Okay, yeah, no stealing, guys. Yeah, trademark 2016. <laughs> All right. Trailer report. Trailer. Right? So, okay, yeah. So we like the movie very much. Oh, Nick's trailer report. <laughs> Somebody told me. Somebody told me. So they said we really want a theme song for Nick's trailer report. So I, that's why I do that. Fans, uh, <laughs> write us a song. Put it in. <laughs> yeah. Do that, and then we, you know, I guess yeah, we can edit it in. We edit this a little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we can do that. No problem. Uh, <laughs> okay. Trailers. The first thing that happened was a, another Michael Moore movie. Yeah. I forgot that he was a filmmaker that he made movies. <laughs> it's been a long time, it's right? It's been a while, yeah. Has it been like 15 years or something? When was Bowling for Columbine? Well, no. There, he did Sicko before that. And that was in the 2000s. Okay. I just forgot that. I he didn't... did uh, America, a love story. Or okay. Capitalism, a love story. In a little bit later. All right, when was that? He's been, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's been a while. It's yeah. It's definitely been a while. It has. Uh... <laughs> uh, what was it called? It, mm, I forgot what Where it was to called. invade next? Where to invade next? Yeah, but uh, really, the joke is that he's going to all these other countries that are like doing things better than us. Right, just like all of his other movies. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not a lot. Well, a lot of his movies is just like what we're doing wrong. This movie is what other countries are doing right. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, he, they played the song Don't Give a Damn About My Reputation, which I felt was a little on the nose, but... <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> I, I, I like his movies. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I don't know, you know, uh, uh, it's funny, it's funny because, like, we watched this grown-up movie, and now we've got all these grown-up trailers that we didn't see. Right. With the other ones. The other ones, we were having, like, a problem where we were like, well, we saw, trailer report, we saw this one again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This, I think this is the first time, this is the first episode where we're doing a trailer report that does not include Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Zootopia. Right. <laughs> we should watch that one next. When's that coming out? Um, pretty soon. Yeah, one Great. of those. One of those for sure. Great. Uh, yeah. Coen Brothers film, Hail Caesar. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't trust... Uh, the thing is, when a movie has too many, like, A-list actors in it, I don't trust it a lot of the time because I'm like, clearly they're just hoping that the, the names of the actors will save this movie. Um, case in point... Uh, uh, that one with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. The point is there was a movie with Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie, and I'm like, no movie with that much star, star power can be good. But yeah, but but the fact that it's a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, it's, of course it's going to be good. I, then I trust it. Then there's, I trust it. Because the reason they have that much star power is because it's a Coen Brothers movie. Everybody want to be in that. Everybody want to be on. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't I like Blood Simple, now. but otherwise I liked every Coen Brothers film. <laughs> Which one? Blood Simple. It was their first film. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It was... It was slow pace in a way that made me bored, unlike did, this film. Did they do Burn After Reading? Yep. I liked it, but like not as much as their other ones. Yeah. <laughs> was that George Clooney again? I liked his performance. I don't, it was a I don't remember guy. George Clooney. I remember Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, thank you. Yeah. I, <laughs> are they all look them, the same Them movie? handsome men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, there was Weird Mustache, the movie. Um, everybody. W- oh, Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, everybody wants some. Yeah, okay. It was it's a like movie 80s. with a bunch of weird mustaches in it. Yeah, because was it it's 80s? in the 80s. Did the 80s really have weird mustaches? I assume. That's more 70s, isn't it? I mean, I probably more 70s, Wait. but probably there's some overlap. Fair enough. Weird mustaches and short shorts. Yeah, like jer- guys wearing shorts. shirts. Yeah. I guess they're playing baseball at some sort of baseball camp or baseball team or something, minor league baseball. Okay, well, I will excuse yeah. the shorts. Yeah. If it's baseball. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Not yeah, probably not something I'm going to see. No, it, you know? also it wasn't funny. Yeah. So I should mention that. I guess yeah, it was trying to be funny, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, it 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 played out like a sitcom that was a film. Right. Yeah. Not really my kind of thing. Uh, Night of Cups. Night of Cups. Oh my gosh! So what was that? It's Christian Bale. Christian Bale going to all these like parties or raves or which, <laughs> or something, and it's like there's strippers, there's women around. It looked like a bunch of lifestyle porn mixed with dramatic music. Is Knight of Cups? Is that a tarot card reference? Is it yeah. cups? One of the suits of tarot cards. I bet it is. I don't. It but... looks stylistically very interesting. It also looked like rich people problems. Yeah. So I don't know how much up we're going to really, it. It really, it looked just like the kind of movie that I don't see. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a guy partying and then it's like, who am I? I didn't want to grow up to be like this. <laughs> yeah, partying. <laughs> oh, what is this? Oh man. All these beautiful women in cocaine. Oh my gosh. So difficult being rich. What's my search for meaning? Yeah. Oh, I'm so white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> filmically, it looked cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna see it. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna see it. Yeah. It's one. Of, it feels, yeah, you know, it, 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 there was no. I couldn't. I don't know anything about that movie. I watched the trailer and I know. I know <laughs> less than I did before. We know Christian Bale's in it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie it tries to razzle dazzle you with the trailer, and and it's like, this we're gonna razzle dazzle you, because it's not about anything. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's too early to say. Maybe it'll yeah, be really good. I don't know. I you know I suppose I suppose what's supposed to happen is that I'm supposed to watch the trailer and say what the hell is that about, and then what read an article, and it'll say Christian Bale plays a photographer or a rave DJ or a, you know he, he's got some kind of a job. He's yeah. a Gonzo reporter. You know something. You know the 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 whole thing could be based on Hunter S. Thompson for all I know. You oh, know? what if it's a sequel? It could be... Uh, uh, yeah, no, it could be what anything. If what, if, what if it's... It, you know what occurred to me? What if it's Batman 4? What if this is what happens to Bruce Wayne Whoa. after him and uh, Catwoman <laughs> go to that place in Europe? I, I would whatever. love if yeah. they just didn't mention it, except for every now and again there would be a flashback to like him being Batman, and then they <laughs> that, just don't talk about that it. That occurred to me. I was like, this trailer <laughs> really? has given us so little information that this could literally be Batman 4. Who am I? It's like Sean's yes. parents being killed. Like, I used to be the Dark here? Knight, but now I'm Knight of Cups. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> all right, that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, we turned it around. We made it funny. Yeah. We got three or four jokes in this one. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know, farts. Farts, guys. Yeah, farts. Remember yeah. that? Yep, farts are funny. Uh, that's it for me. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, next time will be Zootopia or uh, maybe Secret Life of Pets. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever's earlier. There might be other stuff. I don't sure. know. Yeah. Would you want to do Kung Fu Panda Three? I, I saw the first two, so I guess I actually I could... didn't see the second one. It was like Kung Fu Panda One again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't know. So you're not going to miss anything. Yeah, uh, you know I don't care if we, we don't see that one or not. <laughs> we don't need to see it. And yeah, honestly, who cares? Yeah, it's Kung Fu Panda Three. Yeah, we don't need to see it. Cool. All right, <laughs> skipping that one. All right, but hey, podcast, first podcast, 2016, back on the horse. <laughs> All right, this is this is us signing off. This is it. Yep. Of the podcast. All right, this is Nick signing off. Edit this out. Uh, Good dinosaur is better than Inside Out. Uh, Lars says, uh, uh, disagree with Nick forever, leave it in forever. Okay, bye. <laughs>